and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am joined by Doug Powell. Doug is the General Manager of the James City Service Authority. Welcome, Doug. Thank you, Renee. It's good to be here. Now, this is not your first time on the podcast, this right? This is my second time. Your second yes. time. First time we talked about frozen pipes. That's right. And so that means that it was a little colder. That's right. <laughs> it is right now. So speaking of it being a little warm, we're in the middle of summer. Right. And I thought that it would be a good idea if you could come in and we could talk about some water restrictions that we have in the county. I know that they've been in place for years, but I think there are a lot of folks that may not be fully aware of what they are and why we have them. Sure. Well, thank you for this opportunity to talk about it. In an effort to promote water conservation, the Board of Directors approved a water conservation and drought management plan many years ago. This plan includes restrictions on outdoor watering between May 1st and September 30th of each year. Structures with odd street numbers can use water outdoors on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Structures with even street numbers can use water outdoors on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. No watering is allowed on Monday or any day between the hours of 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. except with a handheld hose with an automatic shutoff. Okay, so going back, when you're saying a structure with an odd street number, that would Mm -hmm. be if someone lived at 4245 Main Street. That's correct. Okay. Yes. And then when you say a handheld hose with an automatic shutoff, what is an automatic shutoff on a handheld hose? It's a nozzle. Oh, okay. Something like a nozzle. Okay. So as long as you've got that, Mm -hmm. you can water on Mondays, you can water during the day, but you have to have that nozzle. Or Or a watering bucket. Or or a watering bucket. Okay. Are you limited to your Tuesday, Thursday? Not for that. Not for that. So as long as you're using a bucket or a, what are they called? A watering can. That's what they're called. We're sitting here doing hand gestures for watering cans. Um, If you have a watering can or a spray thing on your hose, you're good to go anytime. That's right. But if you've got a sprinkler system, if you've got a sprinkler, any of those things, you have to go by the water restrictions. Then you abide by these restrictions. Okay. So why do we have water restrictions? There's kind of a long answer to that question. James City Service Authority is the largest public utility in Virginia that is reliant solely on groundwater. And we are required to obtain a permit from the Virginia Department of Environmental Quality to withdraw water from the underground aquifers. Okay. And they limit the amount of water that we can withdraw. Our current permit is valid through 2027 and allows us to withdraw up to 8.4 million gallons a day. Okay. Our current demand is around 5.4 million gallons a day. So we have sufficient capacity to meet our demand through 2027. However, DEQ is concerned that the aquifer is being depleted faster than it's being replenished. And they have expressed an intent to reduce our permit at the end of our current permit period, along with other major withdrawers from the underground aquifers. They have specifically indicated to JCSA that they plan to reduce our permit to about 4 million gallons a day in 2027. So that's less than what we use now. Which is less than what we use now. So this is obviously a big issue for us. We are in the process of evaluating options for a future alternative water supply, but increasing our focus on conservation is part of our long-term plan to meet future water needs. Okay. The bottom line is that water is a valuable and I believe often undervalued resource, and it is important to be a good steward of it, not only for ourselves and for today, but for future generations. Sure. Okay, this is going to be a silly question. Mm -hmm. 
how are underground water aquifers replenished? Through rain. Okay. Uh, and other uh, and other ways that they run off. But in eastern Virginia, the geology of the area, um, there's a fair amount of rock underneath the ground. That makes the replenishment slower okay. than it would be in maybe some other areas. Okay. Who else? You said that there were other entities that mm-hmm. use those underground aquifers. Mm-hmm. Who else uses them? Some businesses, such okay. as the paper mill plant in uh, West okay. Point. There are some other localities as well. But it would be mainly that the large users are mainly large businesses in some other localities. Okay. Let's say DEQ does make that change mm-hmm. and we need to find another source mm-hmm. of water. What are some of the alternative water supply options that we're looking at? Uh, there's several. Okay. Uh, one is that we have submitted what is called a joint permit application to construct a raw water intake and water treatment plant on the Chickahominy River. Okay. We have received all the permits we need for that project from the state, and that permit is currently pending with the uh, Corps of Engineers. Okay. We also have an agreement with Newport News to purchase water from them, uh, and we're currently discussing potentially a new agreement uh, with them to purchase water in light of the changes that DEQ has stated that they intend to make to our future groundwater withdrawal permit. Uh, And then we're also monitoring a project that has been initiated by the Hampton Road Sanitation District, known as HRSD. Mm -hmm. They treat the wastewater for all the 15 localities in the Hampton Roads area. And today they discharge that treated wastewater into the region's waterways. Okay. They are evaluating a project known as SWIFT, and SWIFT is an acronym for Sustainable Water Initiative for Tomorrow. Okay. And that project would treat wastewater to drinking water quality standards, and instead of discharging it into the waterways, they would then inject it into the aquifer. Okay. With the idea being that by injecting water into the aquifer, that then there would be more water available to be withdrawn from the aquifer. Sure, sure. I mentioned earlier that the James City Service Authority is the largest public utility in Virginia that is reliant solely on groundwater. Groundwater is generally high-quality water and requires less treatment than surface water. So for decades, JCSA customers have enjoyed high-quality water at a relatively low cost. Mm -hmm. Even with some rate increases that we've implemented over the last five years, JCSA still has the lowest water rate in the region for a typical customer that does not exceed 5,000 gallons per month. Okay. And the second lowest combined rate uh, for water and sewer in the region. But unfortunately, as we look for alternatives to our groundwater supply, uh, cost will inevitably uh, go up. And at the same time, as our infrastructure ages, it will also require more resources to maintain. I know that aging infrastructure is something that you all have to deal with fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. An example of that would be a broken water pipe? Correct. Okay. Yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah, Yeah, they would only last so long, I would imagine. All right. So what does the service authority do to encourage customers to conserve water? Well, we do at least a couple of different things. We have a tiered incremental rate block structure where customers pay a higher rate for the more water they use. Okay. Specifically, we call them Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Tier 1 is for the customer that uses 5,000 gallons or less per month. Their rate per 1,000 gallons is $4.10, Okay, which is a relatively low rate. If they go into Tier 2, which is 5,000 gallons to 10,000 gallons per month, then they pay $8.19 wow. per okay. thousand. So it's a, it's a higher rate for more water. Then we go into tier three, and customers really should not 
be in tier three unless they're irrigating. Okay. But the rate for a tier three is very high. Um, the rate for tier three, which is if you use more than 10,000 gallons per month, is $19.24 wow. per, per thousand. So our fee structure is based in a, in a way that promotes conservation. Uh, at the same time, we also have a rebate program where JCSA will give rebates to residential water customers for replacing an appliance such as a dishwasher or a washing machine or a toilet, something mm-hmm. along those lines, if you replace it with a water smart appliance. A couple of things I guess I want to emphasize about that is it only applies to residential customers. Okay. It does not apply to commercial customers. And it does not apply to folks who live in the county but are Newport News Waterworks customers. Okay. I know that I have used that, my family. Mm-hmm. We've done a couple of rebates. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that it's a very easy process mm-hmm. to work through. So yeah. it's worth yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. To we think do that. so. Yes. Yeah. yes. And the board, I should emphasize the board of supervisors actually budgeted more money for that program and the and the budget that just became effective on July 1st. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Now, can you tell me on average what the percentage is of customers in each of those three tiers? I do not remember the percentages off the top of my head, but I can tell you that the vast majority of our customers do stay in tier one. Okay. Okay. I, I believe it's about two thirds oh, of okay. customers stay within the first tier. Because it's kind of hard to visualize what 5,000 gallon use would be per month. But okay, well, good. So two thirds are in that first tier. And you said the third tier is really for the folks with a lot of irrigation. Right. right. We really don't have a lot of people in the third tier. Okay. All right. But there are some. Okay. I know you're also working on a meter register replacement project. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Correct. Uh, The service authority began replacing all its meter registers several years ago with what is called radio read meters. Okay. We had been doing that in-house for a couple of years, and it had been going pretty slowly. And so we made a decision uh, to hire a contractor to speed up the process sure. and actually finish the installation. We have over 23,000 meters in the system. Wow. And as of today, we have just under 7,000 remaining to be installed. Okay. So we have made significant progress and hope to finish by the end of the calendar year. One of the nice things about this is because it's only replacing the registers, customers don't see any interruption in their service while right. this is occurring. There are several advantages to these meters. One is that they collect data that provides up-to-the-hour usage history that we, JCSA, can access. And then that helps us and it helps the customer if, if they're having an issue with a leak mm-hmm. or something like that. It helps us work with them to identify the nature of that leak. And, uh, you know, we can tell if somebody's using water 24 hours a day, and that probably means they have a leak. Right. These radio read meters allow us to have that information. And uh, right so away. it can help us and the homeowner troubleshoot if mm-hmm. there are any problems. Right. Because you all are not, woohoo, whenever somebody's water bill is all of a sudden incredibly high, if there's a problem. Right. You want to work with that citizen right. to get that taken care right. of. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The other advantage to these meters is that they allow the meter readers to upload the data electronically as they drive by. So our meter readers do not need to get out of the vehicle to read the meters manually. That obviously is a much more efficient process. And and as, as a result of that efficiency, it will allow the service authority to eventually evolve into monthly billing. Okay. Uh, we currently bill quarterly, right? which really is not the best practice. And most of our customers that I talk to 
really do want monthly billing. Okay. That's when they pay all their other utility bills. It's just easier from a budgeting perspective as Mm -hmm. opposed to getting a, a larger bill every three months. Right. So I don't know exactly when we will implement monthly billing, but once all the meters, the new meters are installed, we will then begin to work towards that. So monthly billing is on the horizon at some point. Okay. All right. And once we are able to start that, we will most definitely send out that information. We will do a lot of communication before that uh, is implemented. Yes. Probably have you back on the podcast. It probably would be a good idea. (laughs) Well, you know, I have to ask you a few fun questions. Before I let you go, okay, they are not very painful at all. <laughs> I promise. First one: What is your favorite thing about your career? I'm going to say two things. Okay. Uh, my entire career has been in public service. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's been all in local government. And but I've been I've been able to do a lot of different things in local government, and I've enjoyed that variety, um, getting to do a lot of different things. And then the other thing, and I think this is probably true with most any career, it's the people. Right. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with some great people, and um, I've also had some great mentors early in my career. And, uh, you know, when I look back on my career, uh, it's probably the people that you remember more than anything else. All right. Very good. Would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, or drive a car? (laughs) <laughs> and I don't think we've asked that one. You're the first one for that one. Um, well, you know, and that's a very timely question for oh. me because I just bought a bike. Very um, good. And uh, I had not ridden in, in a long time. Okay. And um, I decided that I live in an area. I live very close to several trails that are great for biking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think I've spent uh, too much time uh, the last uh, few years in my car. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to answer that question by saying biking. Very good. <laughs> very good. Now, will we ever see you in the fancy racing Never. clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> there's some really active groups around yes. here that do yeah. that. So. I was strictly am recreational. I don't see myself uh, ever doing uh, anything competitively. Gotcha. But, but I've, I've enjoyed getting on a bike again. Very good. All right. And then the last question. What food have you tried that you will never try again? I'd probably have to say sushi. Oh, sushi. <laughs> yeah. Even California rolls? Yeah, yeah. Not Not a a sushi fan. Tried it once, but not a big fan. All right. Well, very good. (laughs) Doug, thank you so much as always. Sure thing. All right. Sure thing, Renee. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe. That way you'll be sure to never miss an episode. Also, go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of our episodes as well as a form that you can complete, give us some ideas for future shows, general feedback, whatever you'd like to share. We would love to hear from you. So thank you so much, and we'll talk with you next week. Bye.